Welcome to I Am Beloved podcast. My name is Bernice Rivera, founder of I Am Beloved, and I am super excited that you have decided to take this journey with me as we navigate towards learning how to forgive ourselves, heal ourselves, and love ourselves through God's eyes. Stay tuned because we have an amazing episode up next. Hey, what's good? I am beloved fam. This is it, y'all. Season finale of The Love Talk. It's been real, guys. It's been real. We've had some really good episodes where we've talked all about love. We've talked the good, the bad, and the ugly. And today... If I can be honest, it's going to be the most vulnerable and the most open and honest podcast or episode, I apologize, that I've had and that I've made thus far. Tonight's episode is called, and it's titled, The One Whom My Soul Loved and Lost. This episode is very, very personal to me. It's very... Um, deep in my heart because I'm going to be talking about my last relationship. I'm going to be talking about the love whom I once had and I lost. So this season during the love talk, I hope that you guys have enjoyed it thus far and you've learned some pointers, you've learned things to do, what things not to do. Um, like I said before, I'm not, it's funny because I think that people might think like, why should I listen to Bernice? Why should I listen to her? Right? She's not, she's about to be 33 years old. She's not married. She's never been married before. And you're right. You're right. Why should you listen to me? Why should you listen to me? Especially when it comes to love, when obviously whatever I've been doing hasn't worked out, but I hope that you can understand that you can see that through my journey, through things that I've gone through, through my life experiences, my life as a pastor's kid, my life as now a youth pastor, uh, my life as a woman who believes in love and is a hopeless romantic and, you know, just throughout my life experiences and everything that I've learned by reading and by going to counseling, which I truly and wholeheartedly believe in counseling, I really hope that through all of that, you are able to learn something that's going to be valuable to your life, that's going to be valuable to your family, to your friendships, and to your relationships. So let's dig into this. This is the first time I'm talking about my last relationship. I know that for those of you who have known me for a while, everyone pretty much has questioned and has asked, but Bernice, what happened? Like, you guys looked so happy together. You know, I thought he was the one. I thought you guys were going to get married. And so did I. (laughs) 
so did I. Life has a way of working things out, of things happening along the way, of uh, you know, growing pains that we must all endure and go through. And I think that was one of them. So let's get started, guys. My ex-boyfriend, I met him in December of 2019. And Just to give you guys some background information, before that, um, I had been single for six years. And I've spoken a little bit about this as well, but before that, I had been single for six years. I had a very toxic relationship when I wasn't in the Lord, um, when I was just wilding out in the world and, you know, just acting crazy out there and I had a relationship when I was out there in the world and it wasn't godly it was super toxic and it wasn't going anywhere and then when I finally you know surrendered to God and gave my heart to Jesus Christ and and you know returned to the Lord returned to my father's love I used to pray all the time I remember praying all the time and and asking the Lord uh, God, I want you to send me someone who's a man after your own heart, a man after God's own heart. I know like in the Bible, um, you know, they described David as being a man after God's own heart, that even through all of his failures and difficulties, he was a man that loved the Lord with all of his heart and in everything that he had. And I remember asking the Lord for that specifically, a man who was humble and Also, um, I remember telling the Lord all the time, God, I don't want to date. And it's not that I'm against dating. It's not a, it's not that I'm against like, you know, have being in different relationships. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. But for me personally, like I was tired. I was tired of, of just being in toxic relationships. I was tired of just you know, I don't want to waste my time. And I, and I specifically told the Lord, God, I want them. I desire, my desire is that for my next relationship to be the man that I end up marrying. So, uh, fast forward six years single, um, to December of 2019, I met my, uh, ex-boyfriend. I met him through Facebook (laughs) Facebook should give me a free a free promotion ad now. They should become one of my sponsors. But anywho, um, I met my ex-boyfriend um, on Facebook. We became Facebook friends. Uh, he added me. I had no idea who he was. But I started, you know, I started like looking through his page and I realized that he was like a Christian rapper. And I was like, okay, that's dope. Like, so he requested me and he had just messaged me like, hey, I hope you can check out my new music, things like that and that's pretty much it like we were uh we were facebook friends we became facebook friends in about 2018 and then we were facebook friends for a whole year he would like my pictures here and there i would like his um but that's pretty much about it it wasn't until about a year later in um like december of 2019 where we actually really started talking you know he would send me uh, messages like encouraging text messages or just encouraging messages because he didn't have my phone number at that time just through facebook he would dm me and uh, slide into the dm and um just send me encouraging messages and you know one time i was going through a lot and he didn't know i didn't really tell anyone and you know he just wrote to me and he was like hey you know god put you in my heart to pray for you and i just want to let you know that like i was praying for you last night and that whatever you're going through like god has your back and it just 
from that moment, it really touched me and it's really touched my heart. Um, but of course, listen, like I, I've been, I've been serving the Lord my entire life. Like if there's one phrase that I know is a uh, wolf in, in wolves in sheep's clothing. So I was like, nah, I'm like, yeah, this guy's pretty, probably trying to just play me and he's like giving me bible verses and sending me bible verses and you know telling telling me that he prayed for me when he really did it he's just trying to see what's up like he's just trying to slide into the dm so i kind of like ignored him for a few days and then i felt in my heart to reach out and we started a conversation and you know we were just sending voice notes voice notes here and there on facebook and stuff like that and but you know once we started talking like we really clicked we really clicked he really seemed like he genuinely did love the lord and um he was just a really good friend to talk to so a few days later we finally decided to actually call each other and uh facetime each other and i remember the first time that we facetime and this is that was the moment i think where i was like wow like there's something really different about this guy. There's something that I've never really experienced or seen before, even in Christian guys. And I, I've been around Christian guys my my basically my entire life growing up a pastor's kid. But the first time we FaceTime, he the first thing that he did was when we got on the phone, he asked me, Hey, if if it's okay and you don't mind, I would like to pray with you at the beginning of our conversation, at the end of our conversation, you know, just so that God could be in control and he could be in the center of our of our conversation. And at first I was like, what? Like, who is this guy? Like, where did, where did they get him from? And <laughs> I was just super shocked. Like, I've never even seen any other christian guy like be genuinely that spiritual just on a phone call or a conversation so that really you know grabbed my attention and we started talking and like i said like from the beginning just it was just we clicked like we clicked and and it wasn't just superficial things like talking about the weather or anything like it was real life conversations talking about our hopes our dreams our goals where we hope to be in a few years what's our our calling what what do we feel like god has called us to do and called us to be and you know i was honest with him and i told him i said you know i know that i have a pastoral calling since i was little you know they've told me that i have a pastoral calling i ran from it for many many years but but I had the calling and he was like, man, that's awesome. Like he was, um, he was pretty supportive of it, of it, you know, throughout the, our whole relationship. He was, he was very supportive of it. Um, he knew he respected the pastoral calling a lot and he knew that it was a great weight to carry, which I appreciated that because a lot of people nowadays want to call themselves pastors, but they don't know how hard it is. They don't know, you know, everything that you have to go through to be a pastor, right? So we started FaceTiming that was in uh, probably around uh, January January of 2020 because, um, like I said, we started talking December 2019 and then January 2020 is when we um, we started FaceTiming every day and it became more often. We would FaceTime for three hours, then like 
<laughs> you know, four hours. Like, it was insane. Every time that we would FaceTime, like, I could just tell how genuine he was about his love for God. And, you know, he he would say, hey, like, you know, would you like to study the Bible together? We could do, like, a little Bible study on FaceTime together. And, and the reason... And I, I totally skipped this part, but the reason why um, we were FaceTiming is because he lived, uh, he lived somewhere else. Like it was a, a long distance relationship, so he lived pretty far away. We were just getting to know each other through FaceTime. So yeah, so we would FaceTime a lot. We would spend many hours on FaceTime talking about life. I remember he uh, got me a book for us to read together which was the five the five love languages and it was just like something i had never seen or expected or or from anyone like he would go out of his way to he went out of his way to to buy this book for us mail it to me so that we could read it together so it was very it just blew me away the months went by january february went by and then finally we decided that we wanted to meet and we wanted to finally meet in person face to face so i i knew that march was coming up at that time i was I was still a teacher in high school. Um, I was teaching at a high school and uh, spring break was coming up. And, you know, we made the decision to meet each other face to face and in person. We decided to meet in Tennessee, which was halfway for him and halfway for me. And of course, I took my my little cousin, which at the time she was 19. I took her with me because I was like, listen, like. First of all, I don't know if this guy is going to end up being a psycho or <laughs> if he's going to be catfishing me. But second of all, which is the most important reason, is that I'm a woman of God. I'm a woman of God. When you serve the Lord, when you're in ministry especially, you have to be very careful about taking care of your rep reputation. It's not good for you to you know, be seen alone. Uh, with a guy by yourself that you just met like it's just it's for me you have to be very careful because for me personally I want to set the example for my youth I'm a youth pastor so I've I've always had that in mind that I want to be very cautious first of all I want to protect myself my reputation I want to protect my heart you know and not fall into temptation like you don't want to play with the devil you don't want to put yourself in situations where are not good for you right so i went with my cousin i wanted to protect uh i wanted to protect myself i wanted to protect his reputation i wanted to protect my, my reputation as a woman of god and, and protect myself right not not put myself in tempting situations that i didn't need to be and um and also you know just in case like criminal minds or csi i don't want to end up on the news uh because of a crazy person right so <laughs> So we decided to meet in March, March of 2020. And um, what's crazy is that I felt like God was aligning everything. Like God was literally aligning everything for us to meet. Um, because during that time, we were still getting to know each other. We weren't official yet, you know, and... I was praying and he was praying. We were both praying for confirmation. We were both believing and asking God to reveal to us if this relationship was of God. Um, because 
in everything that we did, it was very important for us to honor God and to fulfill God's will for our lives, right? That's that's always been number one. And that always was no, number one in my life as a single person and in our relationship and in his life as well. It was always number one to follow God's will for our life. Uh, we ended up meeting in Tennessee and it was literally guys when i tell you god was aligning everything it was because literally we met and two three days later the pandemic covid19 hit and everything was shut down like nobody could travel everybody would had to be inside of their homes everybody was on lockdown there was curfews like so god aligned everything that we could literally meet like three or four days before the shutdown once we met in each other in person it was like i knew him my entire life we talked we um prayed together that was one of the first things he he wanted to do he wanted to pray together we read the bible together we studied the word of god um you know we had some challenges but we worked through them and i think we just at that point we kind of knew like this is a person that that i want to explore a future with this is a person that could be a potential this could potentially be the person I end up marrying um, because there were so many things that were just aligning and the way that we were growing spiritually together, every conversation that we had, we just, God was the middle and God was the center of every conversation, every prayer that we had. We come back home, I end up, you know, from Tennessee, uh, what's crazy is that I drove 10 hours to Tennessee and he ended up having to drive 10 hours to meet up in Tennessee. Um, so we end up, you know, getting back to our respective destinations. I get back to Orlando and um, uh, I can't remember if it was the week before I met him in person or the week after I met him in person. But throughout the entire time I was praying for confirmation, God confirm if this is the, the, the man that you have for me god is confirm if this is you know the relationship you have for me i don't want to date around i don't want to you know waste my time and like i said i can't remember if it was a week before or after but i remember distinctively and i don't dream like i'm not a person that dreams i'm not one of those persons like oh you know can you interpret my dream and i had this dream that this you know and the no like that's not me so i had a dream which was super odd and in my dream, I remember my ex-boyfriend, my ex-ex-boyfriend before my last relationship. I remember uh, in my dream, he took out a ring and he got on one knee and proposed to me. And as he's proposing to me and as he's getting down on one knee, and it was like slow motion right behind him was the guy that i was talking to the one that i had ended up driving to tennessee for and in my dream he was behind my ex at that time um, my ex had proposed in the dream and he was standing directly behind him and in my dream i remember looking at him and looking down and saying and then looking directly at the guy that I was talking to, that I was asking God for confirmation for, I remember looking at him and then instantly knowing, like, that's my future. And I remember saying to my ex in my dream, um, no. Like, he's like, will you marry me? And I said, no. Because at that moment, I understood that the man that God had for me, for my future, 
was the one I was looking at, the one that I was getting to know, that I had met on Facebook, that I had driven to Tennessee for. He was my future. He was going to be the one that I ended up marrying. And um, again, I was still praying for confirmation, and that was my first sign. That was my first confirmation, I feel like, in my heart from God, that he was the man that God you know, had for me. That was in probably... March, the end of March, the end of March, because we ended up meeting in person in the beginning of March. That was probably towards the end of March or the middle of March that I had that dream. A little bit later on uh, in April, uh, in April, and again, we were still praying for confirmation. In April, everything was shut down. COVID-19 had shut everything down. Everybody was in curfew. And I remember that I decided to have a, a youth service through uh, Zoom. And for the youth service, I invited um, one of my other friends had told me about this, this girl that preaches, that she's fire, that God uses her, um, that she's a prophet of God and God uses her in a mighty way. And my friend had told me like, hey, you know, you should really invite her to preach to your youth service. And I was like, okay, that's I'm down for that. Like, you know, she sounds like she's great. Like, I'm going to invite her. I didn't personally know her um, and I had never heard her preach um, at that point, I believe. Or maybe I had, but I think I had heard her preach, but um, I didn't know her personally. Like we weren't friends or anything like that. And then. For the youth for the youth service, I remember inviting the guy I was talking to. I was like, "Hey, we're gonna have a youth service. You should uh, join. Uh, you should join us on the Zoom call. It's gonna be great." Yada yada. And he's like, "Okay, I'll I'll join you guys." I remember that you know she preached, and we had many different uh, youth on that call. We had um, youth that were that didn't know the Lord, youth that had you know kind of walked away from God. We had all types of youth on that call, and at the, I remember at the end, um, some of the youth cameras were off, some of them were on, and you could see their names at the bottom. But that's pretty much it. And then I remember that God started using uh, this woman of God. God, God, God started using her, and she started prophesying to my youth to different different youth members and the things that god was using her to say like i knew it was god there was no doubt in my mind that it was god because she didn't know any of them but i knew them and she was god was using her to say things that only i knew because they had confided in me and god knew so i was like wow like god is really using her right now and then I remember towards the end of it, um, she turns to me in the in the Zoom call and says, uh, Bernice, and she saw because my name had said Bernice at the bottom. She said, Bernice, God is showing me that you're praying for confirmation um, and you're praying for confirmation for um, like you're praying for confirmation um, about like a relationship with a guy that's on this zoom call she started pro- she said his name and she started prophesying to him as well and, and she started telling him like why do you think that god placed you next to her because god has a special calling for your life too and then he said you know god used her to 
to speak to me and say, Bernice, you're praying for confirmation. And thus says the Lord, you guys are a good thing. This relationship is a good thing, but it's up to you both. It's up to you both to hold on to the promise of God and walk towards the fulfillment of this promise for your lives together so at that moment i understood very clearly that our relationship was a good thing that god saw our relationship as an amazing thing but at the end of the day it was up to us to be able to believe in that word to be able to believe that we were a good thing and to be able to walk towards that promise of god for our lives in order for that promise to be fulfilled at that moment after god spoke those words to us i knew i knew that this was the person that i wanted to spend the rest of my life with mind you i already i already knew like i already knew it i felt it i prayed for it there were so many signs that this was the person I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. He respected me in every situation, every moment we spoke. He brought me closer to God. And if there's a person that brings you closer to God, you hold on to them. Hold on to them because there's nothing more beautiful than being able to serve the Lord with the person that you love, right? And I had my dream. I felt it in my heart. And now, you know, God using... Uh, this prophet to confirm it was just like the cherry on top i want to make a parenthesis here i want to make a you know i want to make a parenthesis here and a side note like i said the title of this episode is the one whom i loved and lost so obviously it didn't work out and you might be asking yourself oh but god confirmed the relationship like god confirmed the relationship how could it possibly not have worked right and i want to i want to be clear with you guys and i want to talk to you guys about the ways in which god can confirm right somebody the other day asked me you know bernice how do i know how do i know that god has confirmed my relationship like should i wait for a prophet to come and speak before the church you know what should i do how do i know how can i receive confirmation that this is the person that god has for me and what i want you to understand is that god can speak in many forms god can speak through dreams god can speak through visions god can speak through prophets god can speak to your heart it can be a silent whisper it could be something that you just feel in your heart right in the bible god spoke in many different different ways he spoke privately and he spoke publicly for example when he spoke to abraham uh and he told him you know leave your country and leave your people behind and go to the land in which i'm showing you he spoke to abraham privately you know uh also when uh god spoke to david God chose the prophet Samuel to bring a message to David, to tell him that he was going to be anointed to be the new king. So God spoke through prophets. So there's different ways and different forms that God can speak, right? The problem is God can speak, but it's up to us to listen. The Bible says that faith without works is dead. Prophets can come to your church 
every Sunday and prophesy to you that you're going to be a preacher, a pastor, a teacher, a worshiper. But if you don't believe in that promise or you don't hold on to that promise and you don't receive it and you don't do everything necessary to prepare, to prepare yourself to walk in that promise, then honey, it will never happen. It will never happen. People can say whatever they can, they want to say. God, God can promise you what he has for you. God can show you and tell you what he has for you. But if you don't hold on to that promise, if you don't believe in it, and if you don't walk accordingly or prepare accordingly, then it will never happen. The second problem with that is God can speak, but we have free will at the end of the day. I know and. And this is something that I'm going to say and I'm very, very, very passionate about. I know for a fact, a hundred percent fact that my relationship with my, with my, uh, you know, with my ex-boyfriend, my last relationship that I just had, I know for a fact that that was a godly relationship. I know for a fact that God had confirmed our relationship. There's no doubt in my mind. But at the end of the day, we have free will. At the end of the day, we need to believe in that promise. If you don't believe in what God has spoken to you, it will never happen. It will never come to pass. And that's exactly what happened to us. People could sit here all day and tell me, oh, no, you know, Bernice, uh, you know, acted um, too, too, too rushed. She was too rushed. You know, she wasn't thinking. She didn't pray enough for this. Listen, ain't nobody know what what went down. Just us and God. We literally saw God move like never before in our relationship. We grew closer to God through our relationship. We were able to heal through different traumas of life and childhood that we had through our relationship and through God's help because the Holy Spirit was constantly the center of our relationship. So no one can tell me otherwise. But at the end of the day, like I said, God can speak, but it's up to us to listen. And God can speak, but we have free will. Let's say, for example, those ministers, worshipers, evangelists that are Christian, that love the Lord and ended up getting married. Don't you think that they prayed for confirmation? Don't you think that they had confirmation from God, that they felt confirmation from God in their hearts? But two, two years, three years later, they end up getting a divorce or two or three years later, you know, the husband ends up cheating on his wife. So what are we going to say no god never spoke god never spoke no god did speak but at the end of the day we have free will god can say this relationship this marriage is a good thing but like i said it's up to us to believe in that and hold on to that faith we have free will god did not make us robots so if we screw things up then we screw things up but we can't say oh well god then didn't speak because they ended up getting in a divorce oh god didn't speak because he ended up cheating on her and leaving no we can't say because who are we to say when god speaks and where god doesn't we're especially when we're not a part of that relationship when we don't know you know the prayers that that person is doing that that relationship um, you know that couple is doing together 
We don't know. Fast forward, after about a year together, things were going amazing. Um, He met my family. I met his. um, And they literally fell in love with him. You know, my parents are not easy people to please. And they definitely fell in love with him. I remember the first day that my dad actually met him and he walked into the doors. I was, you know, in the kitchen cooking something. And then I hear my dad and him. And mind you, he only spoke English. <laughs> he only spoke English. So my my dad is over here trying to speak his terrible, terrible English. And, you know, I'm over here in the kitchen with my mom. And I just literally 10 minutes into their, to their conversation, I hear my dad cracking up, like genuinely cracking up. I know my dad's faking it. And when he's real and he was just cracking up. So I was like, oh, my God, like my dad really likes him um so i was really really happy about that too and like i said god was just aligning everything and every day you know we were growing mentally emotionally and spiritually and about a year later you know after we were together for a year um in january of 2021 we had a conversation where you know he confirmed to me that he felt like god confirmed that it was time for us to start planning uh for our future together and you know, we decided, we prayed about it and we decided to set our wedding date for February 26th of 2022. Now that I think about it, you know, um, I'm like, you know, that one time that I almost got married. Um, so February 26th of 2022, we had decided and we had set the date for us to be married. Over the next 11 months, um, our relationship was tested and tried from every different angle and every different form. Um, There was misunderstandings between us. There was moments of doubt, of uncertainty. Um, You know, there was just a lot going on. And um, I remember that he came to spend Christmas with me and my family, um, our first Christmas together um, in December of 2021. After that, everything pretty much went downhill from there. I think during that time, we were both just going through our individual issues. Um, Even though throughout our relationship, we had different issues going on in our own lives, in our lives as a couple, we would always run to God and then we would run to each other. But this time it was different. Um, This time, I think that he just became very overwhelmed Like, we were both overwhelmed. Like I said, there was things going on in our lives, our families, our workplaces. Um, Things became very difficult for us. And instead of us talking through it, instead of us talking through our problems, working through it, we were were pointing fingers at each other. We were misunderstanding each other. And it kind of just went downhill from there. And I think the turning point was when... I began to realize and I began to feel like I wasn't his safe place anymore. He he was a type of person that, you know, overanalyzed many things. Um, and when he was feeling very overwhelmed with life, he would tend to, you know, close off. He would close close off um, and just, you know, be within his himself, be within his own thoughts, like, you know, kind of shut everyone away push everyone away um and including me uh but like i said we usually would work through it and we would 
you know, come back together and continue building. But this time it was different. I felt like a wall had built up around us and um, he was just going through so many different things in his life individually. Um, and I think that, you know, it, it got to the point where fear was screaming louder than faith, where the doubts that he had and the insecurities that he had, you know, were paralyzing him to the point where, you know, he couldn't, he stopped believing in us. He stopped believing in our future together. He started, he stopped believing that it would ever come to pass. And the problem was that I was trying to get back in, but I still felt like he was closing me out. And I kept hoping and I kept praying for a life by his side. Uh, but he was so consumed with within his inner battles and doubts that we slowly began to drift away um, until it got to the point where we were on two different, completely different pages. And there's no doubt in my mind that he loved me. There's no doubt in my mind that he loved me. There's no doubt in my mind that I loved him. Like when I say that, we knew we were meant for each other. We knew it. And it's crazy. And, and you know, people might not understand, but um, I wrote these posts that said, when you know you found the one, how do you know you found the one? And then I, and I put when you blah, 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 like when you blank. And I wrote those posts inspired by our relationship. I wrote those posts inspired by him because literally it had never, I had never experienced this type of love where you can literally, uh, look at a person and just see the amazing work and the amazing future that God has for that person. Like I could literally look at him and just envision and clearly see the amazing man of God he was and the amazing man of God that he was going to be. I could look at him and see the amazing father he was going to be, the amazing husband he was going to be. Like that, I had, I had never experienced that ever with anyone. And I had no doubt in my mind that he was the one that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. And he would always tell me, I don't, I don't doubt whether you're the woman for me. I doubt whether I'm the man for you, you know, because again, I think that we both had trauma growing up in our lives, but I think that the, the trauma that he had got to the point where it used to just paralyze him and make him, he got to the point where he felt like he couldn't fight with it anymore he couldn't fight his inner demons anymore and that's when we ended up drifting away because i was still believing i was still hoping i was still you know pressing towards you know our wedding day pressing towards being married and having a future together and he was just closed off within himself and it got to the point where i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't hold on anymore i couldn't I couldn't fight alone anymore. It was then in, in April, um, April of 2022 when, you know, I decided to give him a call and have a conversation and and I decided to end our relationship. I questioned it a lot after after I made that decision. I questioned it a lot, um, you know, and if I tell you that I, I don't question until today, that's a lie. There are times when I still question my decision, but one thing that i have learned and one thing that god has you know revealed to me is that you can't sit around waiting for somebody to be ready 
to spend the rest of your life their life with you like you can't you can't spend the rest of your life waiting for something to happen when you never know if it's going to happen right like there's a difference and and i tell this to everybody there's a difference between i always say work towards your healing right i've heard people say this wait until you're healed to be in a relationship I don't necessarily believe that. Like I always say, I believe healing is a journey and not a destination. And I believe that throughout our entire life, we're going to continue to heal. We're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to to overcome things. But the beautiful thing about it is that when you can find friends, when you can find family, when you can find a spouse or a, a partner that is willing to hold your hand and walk towards your healing together you know whether that's going to counseling which i am a number one believer in counseling you know like if you're able to find that person to hold your hand and walk towards healing together then that's then you found everything that you need you found everything that you possibly need and i think that that's what you know that's why we ended up drifting away because we both had trauma and i was willing to work through it together and it's not that he didn't want to and i don't blame him for anything at all even till today i don't blame him for anything i just think that fear is a paralyzing force i think that you know he got to the point where he was listening to the enemy's voice and in other people's voices you know in his life um so much that it got to the point where he started doubting his ability to be able to be a husband his ability to be able to be there for me emotionally provide different things like that that it it ended up causing us to drift away that was the end i remember that was the last time that i spoke to him in april of 2022 i ended up you know trying to reach out to him but it didn't work and and If I sit here today and if I am very very honest with you guys, I want you to understand that I don't blame him for anything. And if I'm honest with you, I still do love him very very much. I know that he's a man of God. I know that he is um a wonderful person. He has a beautiful heart. Um he's ambitious. He has amazing things going for him. He's an amazing a uh, Christian rapper. I know that he's amazing and that he's going to make someone very very happy one day and I don't know what the future may hold but all I know is that I could not wait for him to be ready to become my husband and to choose me to be the woman that he wants to spend the rest of his life with. So I want to encourage you guys even though and this is when god confirms and it doesn't work out even though it didn't work out for me doesn't mean that it's not going to work out for you doesn't mean for you to stop believing in love even though things have not worked out in your life in your past relationships trust god trust god with all of your heart and he will order your steps i am a hopeless romantic so i have not given up on love but my priorities are different now before i remember you know just hoping and 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 dreaming of the day i would become somebody's wife and now i hope and dream about fulfilling the calling of god over my life i want to i want to go all in on 
I Am Beloved podcast. I want to go all in preaching the word of God, sharing the love of God with everyone, bringing healing to the brokenhearted, which is our mission of I Am Beloved. And I know for a fact that as I do that, God will bring the person that is going to chase after God with me and that we're going to be able to be a kingdom couple together. So my singles out there, don't lose hope. Keep praying. Keep believing. God has someone special for you. I love you all. Thank you for joining me in the season season finale of The Love Talk. See you in our next season. Los amo. Thank you for listening to I Am Beloved podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself and that you are walking one step closer to your healing. See you next time. Adios.